1: Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
0: Homesdale Radio, sponsored by FanDuel.co.uk The next generation of fantasy football.
2: Hi, and welcome to Homestale Radio. I'm your host, Chris Hambley. The panel I will once again be taking you through Palace's most recent match. We saw another defeat. This time it was at the hands of Mark Hughes' Stoke City, who won the game with Joe Allen goal and after yet more amateurish Eagles defending. We'll have our views, but as always, we want to hear yours too. Get in touch via Twitter at HOL Radio, Facebook, just search Homestale Radio, the chat room, HOLRadio.net forward slash chat, or give us a call. Uh, All the contact details can be found on holradio.net forward slash contact. And I'll be giving out the call number as soon as we're ready to
0: open the lines. I'll introduce you to the team after this short message. Every picture tells a story. Keep up to date with ours on Instagram at Homestale Radio.
2: Right, ladies and gentlemen, with me today I have, it's a late substitution, it's Mr Jack Watson hopefully late but great but you know we'll have to see about that
3: yeah, but do you like all the, the energy
2: i introduced you with it was good wasn't it
3: i know you, you, you've been up you've picked me up now i have
2: uh, it was because i just had a swig of wine uh, uh, okay also, again. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. also on the show i have lucy white hello
4: hello lucy
2: how are you i'm all right please. i don't care no, also we also on the show we have Albert <laughs> easy now Lovely. easy now Yep. Yeah. you finished eating mate
5: it's of your business.
2: <laughs> Good stuff. None of my business. look, there's um it's another defeat. We're trying to keep things uh you know bright and breezy here, but there's no no escaping it. Uh getting very, very desperate for Palace right now. Um we'll be looking at the game in a bit of detail, of course. Uh trying to look at certainly the moment it went wrong in that match and um our feelings about why uh you know, whether we were happy with the performance, whether we weren't. I think there's probably a, a leaning one way or the other on that. We'll see how it goes. Um, just before we get going there was a bit of uh, I think we, we covered this in the preview part but if you're not not someone who yet downloads that yet first of all you should be uh, Terence does a great job on that and uh, so do various members of the team but uh, Mr Nick Philpott uh, in the week I was off he did what is now been called he did a Philpott which is to generate a lot of uh, a lot of interest in, uh, and an opinion which is great We like people to have strong opinions on the show doesn't mean that the show endorses them or that anyone else agrees with them but uh, but Nick certainly gave some views across and we thought it was an excellent little feature they did uh, on the preview show this week where Nick read out some of the abuse he got so we're gonna have a quick revisit of Nick reading out some abusive tweets
6: he annoyed me booing at half time was out of order did he expect them to get a standing ovation the n*** bed I left on 65 minutes and I've never left before the final whistle so until then. Please don't call me a plastic after 31 years. Swings and roundabouts, sunshine. Nick's generally sound, but with this view, he's wrong. Wrong tone, wrong angle and wrong general judgement. Well, were we supposed to stay and pretend that was an acceptable half of football? That's the biggest load of I've heard. What a load of bitch. Never heard so much shit. F*** off Nick, you Nigel. What a f***ing this bloke is. A jumped up old c***. The f-ing Donald Trump of HOL Radio. What an absolute self-righteous cockwomble this c*** needs putting in a home. Please give me directions to Chelsea or Arsenal. I'm clearly not a real fan. Who the f*** are you to say that? I left for the pub on 60 minutes, as I couldn't be asked to watch that rubbish on the pitch. If this makes me a plastic, so be it. Frankly, I couldn't give a rat's ass what Nick, the superfan, thinks. I sing my heart out in Block B. Every home game doesn't make a blind bit of difference. Delighted to have left at half time. Read the guy's season ticket. Go and enjoy yourself, guys. Are you serious? How much fun have I had in 2016 as a season ticket holder? How dare you call people plastics for leaving at half time? My dad has supported Palace for 50 years through thick and thin and has never left at half time. Saturday was a f***ing disgrace and he exercised his right not to sit through that dross. I can only bow to his almighty presence, the greatest fan Palace have ever known. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. You p-
2: <laughs> well there you go. I, I I enjoyed some of those more than others I'll be honest. <laughs> and, and and the show there. I <laughs> you know, we're not going to go over old ground um, but but you know, pers- I I you know, I think I think Nick could have chosen his words a touch more carefully. I'm sure with with hindsight he probably feels the same. But well, you know, he said as much but in the, the day there is a point to be made there about supporting the team. But it just shows you where we are as a fan base. It's really difficult times at the moment. Really frustrating times. Um you know, and people kind of do take it out on each other as well, which is uh, really difficult to see. And especially seeing now the uh, the lack of unity between fans and players, you know, it's, it's sort of spilling over, particularly at the end of games. We've had the sort of Delaney confrontation incident and there was obviously Delaney and, and Tompkins, I believe, were uh, were sort of similarly confronted again uh, by supporters. Although, you know, not, not on the pitch, but... There was some some people suggesting there were gestures, some people saying they weren't and all that kind of stuff. But it's just it's horrible to see. And bottom line is, you know, if you keep losing games it's gonna happen. You you, you do something has to give. Uh, and it's just such a shame. It's soul destroyed to see that that it's actually our support that's that's waiting. You know, that you'd love to think that through thick and thin and in the event of relegation was gonna was gonna sort of gonna stay, but you've got to be realistic, haven't you, Luce?
4: Yeah, I've just seen Nick Gussett's tweet. <laughs> he said uh, I'm gonna be leaving halfway through the show.
5: <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that won't be the case. I'm sure. No, it'd be great uh, it'd be great if he did that when he was on the show.
4: <laughs> no, he said I'm gonna leave.
5: Oh, you're gonna leave. Yeah,
4: because I left oh, at
2: half time, difficult. didn't I? So you did, yeah. But look you know, like I say, let's not let's not go over old ground. Nick had his view. I, I think plenty of people challenged it in the right way. Um but there you go. But I We'd we'll love all, we'll all we'll to, we'll to put the clips out of the kind of most controversial moments um, from the shows. I've had a ton of abuse for something I said about Allardyce. Any more of that abuse coming my way? Don't think so. <laughs> I not so at all. But um, no, I said my, my piece, so I got some, some stick. We put ourselves out there. We expect it. So there we go. But let's talk, let's talk about the game. Um, obviously, it was a 1-0 defeat. and The, the goal itself we'll, we'll analyse in a bit of detail, but it was very, very frustrating uh, to see but uh talk a little bit about the starting lineup of course scott down out injured uh, not been in the best of form of course but sort of put us back to the the, the back four um so how did you feel that went jack in terms of, uh, of that change was it something you expecting
3: yeah um sounds like Sacco's not fit to start so i think i've expected a back four it's that that back four in the game just looked clueless. They looked like they hadn't played with each other before. There were so many, so many gaps. They were getting dragged around easily, and you know, Crouch was the only striker for long periods that was threatening them. You know, he's not the mobile, most mobile player. And They found it really hard to keep tabs on him and Jalen, who just caused them way too many problems throughout the whole game. I thought.
2: Well, I mean, in terms of the back four, I probably haven't played together if they with Van Arnholt. Um... But but obviously three three of the four have played relatively regularly this season together. Um, so I mean, Albert. In, in terms of your view, Jack, Jack said there that obviously the the defence sort of struggled throughout the game. But ultimately, it was one shot and one shot on target in the second half that, that cost us the game. Did you feel that similar? To the defence
5: struggled, or were they? You know, were they doing okay? Uh, I think you can certainly say that. Jarl Ward seemed to struggle all afternoon. Is it a uh, so- Sobby? I don't know how you pronounce it. The Egyptian guy, Sobby, yeah. Sobby, had the, he had the uh, the beating of Jarl Ward all afternoon. You know, there was a, there was one passage of play in the in the first half. He he, he beats him, gets to almost the byline. Uh, Joel Ward manages to make it back, and you know, just just completely beats him again. Jarl Ward looks like he's running in treacle, and uh, so yeah, you know, you know, Stoke didn't have, you know. A huge amount of chances, but you know they had like four four as many shots on target as we did, and uh, I just think it's you know this is probably part of a wider discussion. But you know we've we've tried the back three or the back five, whatever you want to call it, for a couple of games, not worked. Gone back to a you know back four, and you know maybe maybe I'm being harsh, and it's a sign that we're trying to sort of be adaptable and take into account your position. But it just stinks a little bit of you know Allardyce doesn't really know what. What the best plan to stick with is, and work on it, and, and drill that to the players, and and, and get it right. Um, so I, th- I think we, we, whilst we didn't necessarily appear to struggle greatly yesterday as a defensive unit, you know, there's you know, it's, it doesn't need me to say that the defence is just struggling constantly. Well, um,
2: Luce so obviously um, Albert there's picked out um, picked out Ward, who definitely did struggle against Sobby, who, who moved around really well, and obviously not a player I knew too much about. To point I had to look him up after the game and try and find out, you know, when they when they got him. 20-year-old player, like 5 million quid from an e- Egyptian club as well. So, you know, they, they found a little gem there. But at the same time, he just ghosted past Ward easily, so easily. But another one of the players, and I'm not deliberately picking on you because, you know, you're, you're, you're a Damo fan of old. But um, what seems to be going on with Damo at the moment? It seems to be not only is he not perhaps the colossus he was in the centre of defence, but... Sort of in the way he's, he's acting on the pitch, it does seem that his head's gone a little bit. Um, yeah. I,
4: look, I have never, ever claimed that Damo has been the best defender for the team. Um, and he never will be. He, But he has been... Um, uh, he, he's been crucial to our team for, for some time. Um, but I think he dare I say he's passed it, and it does pain me to say that, but you know, I'm a realist at the same time. Um, I think that, I think he knows his time is up and I think he's known his time's has been up for more than a year now and I mean he was looking to go to the MLS last season and but something made him stay and I just think that he's he's a broken man and I think because of what's happening at Palace It's affecting him as well, you know, it doesn't just affect us, it it clearly affects the players. And I think Damo's, without sounding a bit soft, he's quite um, a romantic and he likes the idea of living the dream, of having the wins. And then when it doesn't go his way, he equally gets frustrated like the rest of us. Damo, unfortunately, doesn't um, display that in the way that he perhaps should, especially over the last couple of games. Um, Mm And um, it is unprofessional. It is professional, and I'm not going to deny that. And I have been sticking up for Damon on Twitter the last couple of weeks. But that's because, you know, I think he's a great... I do think he's a good player. Like I say, not the best. But he has been, you know, one of those legendary kind of playoff final, gone with us, seen us through this journey. Yeah. And now it just seems to be really... It's coming to a, a really sad ending.
2: Yeah, that's, but you've hit, you've hit two of the really key points with all this. And you can say the exact same thing about Ward as well. And I said it in our in our sort of pre, pre-show pre chat um, earlier in the day, where I said it's probably probably a year too much for Ward and a year too much for, for Delaney. Abs- you know, I, I, I strongly feel that way. But at the same time, there's a difference between, you know, I, I don't get why Delaney's being picked on the way he is. You know, he could, you could say a player's not good enough, you know, and he had an absolute mare yesterday, right at the end, and which which really put the focus on him, where he picked the ball up when, you know, it was still in play. You know, and he thought the game was over. It's, you know, the last thing you want when you're talking about fans wanting to people to play to the final whistle, give their give their all, is, is a player who's displaying it thinks the game's over before it's over. But so he hasn't done him any favors. But the the guy is such a strong personality. He's been at the club for for through some incredible times and some really difficult times as well and we've relied on him we've got to show respect to that you know and that's what i get really uncomfortable with i don't have any discomfort with people being frustrated at a performance or looking at the the sort of six to seven mad minutes against Sunderland, where we just just fell to pieces in, in the most humiliating and embarrassing way possible you know those are the sort of things where fans have every right to express themselves okay but at the same time you know, this this is, you cannot just throw out the entire history of a of a footballer at your club because you will break that bond. And we need that right now. We really <laughs> need it. Um, in order, Lucy, you again first, and then I think we're to Albert.
4: Yeah, just picking up um, on the chat room. Um, guys, I'm in there tonight, so if you want to join me, it's wholeradio.net forward slash chat. Um, just scrolling back to me what people are saying. Um, John McCoolack eight says, "Yep, Damo is suffering along with us." Cool Eagle eighty nine said, "Can't be easy after the fan fronting him. He loves Palace and he's sick of losing every week." Um, sorry. Uh, sorry, Chris. Carry on, and I'll go back. I will carry on. Don't you worry. <laughs>
2: So, so, uh, so Albert, you, uh, your opinion, and perhaps I don't know if you're lurking
5: on Facebook for us. I think you are. Obviously, plenty of people are lurking on Facebook. On Facebook. Um, yeah, it mean, uh, sort of ties in with what you were saying about Delaney, really. I, I, and before before anyone takes this out of context, I'm not saying that Delaney is is quite in the same sort of bracket as Jules, but. The abuse that Delaney's getting, I'm with you. I think it's ever so slightly harsh. Just Certainly to be singled out. You know, there's been a few occasions where Jules has come back into the team and might have made a little mistake or you know let a goal in. And I've not, you know, I've never, I've never ever, I've never heard even one person maybe sort of lay into Jules. You know, purely because of the respect we have for him from what you know from what he's sort of gained from being with us for so long. And yeah, okay, Delaney's not been here as long, but he's been here a fair while and, and certainly been through some pretty tough times with us and uh, I I, I just can't ever imagine Jules getting that sort of um, abuse if he were to come in and maybe balls up a little bit, you know, just because purely out of respect and I, 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 I sort of think upon it an odd juxtaposition, I don't know if it's because Damo puts himself out there a bit more and whether he's gesturing or he's just trying to interact with the crowds, maybe GM him up a bit. You know, I've I've not seen any of these gestures in question. Yeah. Um, so sort of relying on on wider gossip. You know, it's it like you say, it's it's, it's odd to single Damien Delaney out. I think there's other players that could maybe get it first, just purely out of not being here as long. Don mm. Luce, jump back in there, and I've got a general point to make on this.
4: Well, yeah, my point was going to be that. You know, Damo had quite a lot of abuse for some time and it just seems to have sort of cranked up a gear because of the last few weeks. And, you know, when someone's like, say someone's like tapping on your shoulder and they want to speak to you and they keep tapping. At some point, you're going to turn around and go, what? Aren't you? Oh, that's
2: what happens when I keep trying to talk to you (laughs) again.
4: But, you know, if he's constantly hearing these snide little comments coming from certain areas of the crowd... At, at some point you know he's a hot-headed center back you know he he is the type of center back that we want you know he's he's big he's tall he's strong he he I mean I know he's past it but you know at the time he was what we needed of course he's going to flip any one of us if someone was saying this stuff to you of course you would turn around and tell them to off oh, wouldn't you it's i think it's just human nature and demo yes he has reacted badly and he ha- it's not not the dumb thing, but you know, it's you no know, bloody Suarez bit people, he's
2: just I <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I yeah, in, in, in a general sense, I do want to say this right, it's all very well us sitting here, you know, 24 hours later or whatever, saying you can't act that way. It is very different at games, you know, I think. I know Terence is sort of big on this point as well. Even when we are talking about the guy who ran onto the pitch. There's so many times that I've, I've never, I've never made that step. You know what I mean? But particularly with referees as well, you just you have this sort of moment where you're just sitting there dreaming of running onto the pitch and clocking him one for what he's done. You know, you know, most people don't do it, but it does boil over. And what I'm getting at is the emotions on the day can boil over, right? They they can. There's, there's no avoiding it, but. You know it's, it's the kind of the, the it's the elongated sort of recriminations that sit on social media now and it just winds itself up and one person says oh yeah Delaney gave me the wanker gesture or whatever and it's like actually did that happen but then 400 people suddenly believe it and they're saying he needs to get out of our club and all this kind of stuff well you know he's one of the reasons why we've got a club in the Premier League okay way it's going we might not be here much longer but it's it, it's you know, it does. It just spills over, and it's it's got a little bit out of control. It's quite frustrating.
3: Jack. Yeah, I think he's. I think it was he thirty five now. He's yeah. not been a star individual. He's always been part of a team. And I just, I do just think that is catching up with him now. I don't we would probably all agree he would. We wouldn't like to have him in our starting eleven just based on quality. But he's, you know, he's being picked every week, and he's a professional player. And I'm sure he's, you know, obviously trying his hardest every week, and just. Just some of the abuse is just so unwarranted for a player who really cares about his club. I've got the picture open of him crying at Wembley um, at the moment. You know, he, just, he does care about his club, and some of the abuse is so unwarranted, especially you know all the things that he's done. And it's not his fault that he's in this position. He gets picked every week, and he will be trying his best. I just think, like you said, uh, that was top of the show. Him and, and perhaps Ward as well. Just a season too much for them. Yeah, certainly. And again, if you if you took again people.
2: It is in your nature when 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 something's going wrong, you do look for people to blame. And again, if people if you're looking for people to blame, it's it's those at the club that are responsible for the planning and organisation. In particular, you know the man, the manager that's no longer with us is responsible for planning. And and we, we just certainly the attention given to the defence just wasn't there. We we all knew we've been saying for a while, and Damo is one who's just he surprised everyone every year in terms of the fact that he's still there and still playing to, to that level. But we all knew it needed to happen. And we went out and we got Tompkins. But, you know, Tompkins has never, has never settled. And, but then again, he's never had a chance to settle either. It's because too much else is wrong. You know, we had the situation with Suare being, being injured and not having a proper left back, which then disrupted Ward, who'd been on a bit of a downward turn anyway. Um, and, and, you know, again, going back to the
5: Ward, Ward looks like the weak link. Um, but there you go. That's that's the back four again. I know you got some copy, got some comments on this Albert. Yeah, Facebook. there's quite a few, quite a, quite a few on Facebook. Mark Vincent, Demo wears his heart on his sleeve. Uh, Tony Sapwell at 35. I think it's time to move on. I don't know if he's talking about himself or Delaney. Uh, Mark Callahan, feel for Demo. He's Palace through and through. I think he has no confidence in Hennessy behind him, and it shows. That's, I think that's sort of can certainly. Uh, carry a bit of water Uh, Neville Grimer agrees the problem with our defence is that they do not have any confidence at all in the goalkeeper behind them, fair enough, Rachel Robinson good point, Damo has no excuse to snap at the crowd, I work in retail and the amount of people that have shouted at me I would have lost my job, but I'm not in the public eye so something to think on there Uh, and Tony Sappwell again, think it's hard to see such a passionate player like Damo reach the end of his Prem playing days but it's even harder enforcing the change yeah, and on and on that—that's a, that's a great comment. Because on that, it, it is
2: there's, there's a difference as well that people need. I do think need to realise that there's a difference between not being good enough and not trying, and the two get very confused on a match day. Sometimes, sometimes the, tech, the other team is better than us, and it's not that we haven't tried.
5: Um, and can you, you imagine if Can you imagine if Dame might worked in retail? What? What kind I'm of is meat counter at Morrison's? There, there you go, good, good, good selection there. Yeah. Nah,
4: he's the be, be cabin crew for Ryanair. <laughs> you reckon? <laughs> <laughs>
5: there is the fucking emergency exit here. Right,
2: that's <laughs> going to need a beep later on. Uh, a bit late now with a live show, but uh, um, if you at home have got an opinion on where which retail sector Damon Delaney would work in, do let us know. <laughs> Tweet at H O L Radio. Uh, or just go to hrradio.net forward slash contact to find out all the ways
5: to get in touch. And similarly, if you've actually got a position you could actually physically offer him in real life, then now might be the time <laughs> to do us all a favour.
2: <laughs> wow.
5: <coughs> I'll
2: just leave that one where it is. I know what's going out as the clip later on in, <laughs> later on in the week. Uh, tweet him from CPFC North East. Uh, Sam Allardyce says, two weeks to United squad. Uh, lose or draw to Borough and that's Curtin. So I'll be very surprised. We'll, come, we'll talk about... Um, the future of the manager in a bit because i know a few people have raised some questions there uh, lisa was also observed jim cannon would always give verbal back to the crowd or hand signals back in the day was accepted then maybe we should accept it now if we're gonna if we're gonna give it we should be able to take it right Is that fine? silence absolute silence to that but there we go but it's you know we, we got a little bit distracted from Talking specifically about the uh, the lineup there, which is probably a good thing to be honest. It's um... oh, so just uh, a quick word on the debut of Luka Milivojevic.
5: Very well done. I am Luka
2: Milivojevic. Uh, rehearsed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it told me how to say it. There he was then. I am Luka Milivojevic. So it's not as good as the original version. That song, is it? No, all right. Sorry, sorry, everybody. Just let that nestle there. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> feel bad. I feel bad. I was just saying. Just don't that. get it. Uh, decent enough debut, I thought. I thought he was. Uh... Let's have your views, Jack. He was, he was tidy, wasn't he? He wasn't. He wasn't anything dramatic, but quite happy to sit there and, and try and mop up in front of the back four. It was uh, quite a, quite an impressive start, considering he's not played in the Premier League before.
3: Nothing. It was a tidy performance. Um, broke up play a couple of times. a Few interceptions. And what impressed me, he got the ball and just moved it forward. It's everything you want from the player that's going to shield your defence, um, sort of breaking up players, moving it further forward. He looked very calm, composed um, when the players were around him. So you know, I think pretty pretty good debut. Um, it'd be lovely, it'd be great to see sort of him be that person that sits in front of the defence, breaks play up, and then moves it forward. Because we've 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 struggled a little bit to to stop teams getting in between the lines. I think at the moment, and he could be someone that just you know. Breaks up a little bit more. Yeah, we'll talk
2: about the goal in a minute where he was—he was sort of dragged out wide chasing the ball, um, which kind of, you know, you kind of think if he'd been sitting in that one spot. But that does kind of beg the question about who, what's the best midfield to play around him if he's going to start. But, uh, Luce, uh, uh, in terms of his performance, something you were—you were happy with? Yeah, it
4: was a—it was a good, good first start. You know, you can't really judge someone on one game, can you? I mean, he. He did, he did fine. Um, not really much else to say because, you know, it is, like I said, it's one game. Um, he's got a week now to, um, well, sort of two weeks. to
2: weeks,
4: um, Some time in training, really building up that collaboration within the midfield. And hopefully we'll see um, an even better performance.
2: Well, we're, we're talking about a, a £13 million midfielder, Albert. but what, what did you think? Did signs that he was worth it?
5: I think, this, yeah, again, it's impossible to tell in a, in a first game. The signs are there and, you know, it was a very positive, positive debut, but I don't think we can get carried away. You know, you know the, question, the question is, you know, can he do it on a, on a rainy afternoon up in Stoke? And, um, <laughs> you know, only time will tell.
2: Only time will tell, you're right. You're absolutely right. And when we're going to get an opportunity to see that.
5: Mm. Yeah.
2: Uh, you got some stuff in the chat room, Luce, before we move
4: on um, yeah sort of going back over what we've been discussing um, Andy A has said about Damo give Damo his due he's prepared to stand up and be counted not like Tonkin's doesn't care um, and Damo reacted with the other Muppets don't give a beep so put him out self there for abuse and um, Lee CPFC said, I think the trouble with Damo is the fact that he's an easy target, as he's one of those that's been there and done it with us, so some fans take it out on those closest to them, quote-unquote, but his reactions don't help sometimes. Um, TGH CPFC says, it's the same with Punch. Tries hard, gives it his all, but unfortunately isn't good enough, but will always love him. And um, the last what? one was... All right, well. Sorry. Um, I want to take umbrage
2: with something, but come on.
4: <laughs> Eagle in flight says we need to keep a bit positive. The whole negative feeling is terrible. True, the results are awful, but come on, we need to hang tough.
2: No, that's fair enough. Like, I, to, I do want to take an issue with the the idea that uh, you know, oh, Damo doesn't care. Gesture into the fans. If he didn't care, he wouldn't be gesturing to the fans. He'd just be walking slowly off, not really, not really caring. Exactly. I've seen I've seen players react to fans shouting at them by laughing at them. You know that's that's a player who doesn't care. You know that the one thing you cannot say is Damien Delaney doesn't have any professional pride or doesn't care. You know, what I mean, he whether he whether he again even if it was another player, I might just I might say we you know whether he's support. You know, whether he wants the club to do well or not. But with him, I don't even have any doubt in my mind that that you know he cares about Crystal Palace. He cares about giving his all for the supporters. I think perhaps what people are seeing. It's a man who's walking off the pitch at the end of the game and sort of saying, "I gave, I gave everything I've got," and it, you know, and, and the results, the result. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? What more can I, what more can I give you? You know, how can how can we prove that? The, you know, how can the players prove that they uh, that they care? I don't know. I don't know how. If you, I, you know, I, I would struggle with it. I would struggle with proving one way or the other that they that they they care there seems to be this absolute certainty in our support that it's to do with belief you know and, and caring about the club but for me it's about confidence and organization i think the organization has got better in terms of our defense under under sam allardyce but i think we've lost a hell of a lot in terms of how we go forward and that's what i'm really worried about but, um, but, you know, again, I don't get this, the fact that we lose the game, so it must be that the players don't give a shit. I can't have that, really. It doesn't really sit well with me. But I appreciate that my view is not the same as everyone else's. A uh, quick email from Alex Rosling. I agree that Damien Delaney doesn't deserve the abuse he gets from some Palace fans, but he does need to step it up if we're going to avoid the drop. However, if it wasn't for the wo- woeful lack of attacking prowess up front at the moment, then his minor mistakes wouldn't be punished or highlighted so badly. The same with Ward, etc. Zaha was poor yesterday, no service for Benteke. I don't mean to focus on the past, but I always back Pardew and under Pardew we had attacking prowess. Kind of the point I was just sort of making is that we have traded this organisation for, you know, for, for a weakness in our, in our attack. It just seems we cannot find that balance you know, under Pardew, and let's not get stupid about defending Pardew too much because he had a long period in charge of the club and things had gone to pieces. Isn't we, well, yes, we were scoring goals, but we were losing games continuously. The damage that, that, that was done under that in that run, we are still suffering with now. You cannot put that at the door of Sam Allardyce, but what you can put at the door of Sam Allardyce, in my, Sam Allardyce in my view is how we are reluctant to take a risk. Um, and I would highlight yesterday, a one 0 down, where we don't bring on Remy until. Yeah, you've just you've just
5: got to look at the sub the the sub you know the timing of the goal and then the reaction from the from the manager and trying to you know make a change and bearing in mind, you know we're not oh you know we're not just outside the relegation zone on goal difference or by a point or two you know we're we're fully in it and. You know, you just all you have got to do is look at the BBC sport lineups and sit, just see the current, you know, the, the lack of correlation between the time of the goal and the time of the substitutions, and it's it's baffling. It's absolutely baffling. You know, we're not we're not we're not known for coming back into games once you go one nil down. So how does he expect us to get back into a game with half an hour to go by not changing anything? You know, we're not gonna. We know we're not going to bully our way back into a game. So why, you know, why, why does he wait so late to make those changes? You know, and I know it's it seems to be a very it seems to be a line in the sand. People are either having a pop at Pardew and saying it's all Pardew's fault, or it's Sam Allardyce's fault for, for the last whatever it is ten, nine, ten games. But you know, I think you could, yeah, Pardew should have gone months before before he did. You know, and that's how I felt about it. And I wouldn't have given the job to Sam Allardyce again. I was with you; sort of made myself pretty clear uh, at the time. But he's he's had enough time to to make a to make an impact. And like you say, the, the only the only noticeable thing you can say he's done is, is make us more negative. And you can use the word organized, but I still don't think we're particularly organized. You know, we're still leaking soft goals here and there. We still don't look comfortable at the back. The goalkeeper's still you know shaky as a jelly. And uh, you know what? you know what what is the impact spent a lot of money again that's fair enough i get that he wants to make his own team we've only had those signings for a little bit but there's just it just doesn't seem there just doesn't seem to be any reaction from the players that have been here already and again you can say their their head isn't right oh, you know, that's parge's fault but you know sam Allardyce sort of looks really sort of downbeat and, and doesn't really talk talk much of a positive game yeah. you know what are the players meant to how are the players meant to react to that i just, I, I just can't see I just can't see what the plan is. There's no, it doesn't seem to be a plan A. There doesn't seem to to be a plan B. It changes from week to week. I just don't, I I really don't understand the direction and the impression that he's trying to have put on that team.
2: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Right.
5: And breathe, right.
2: everyone. Yeah. Nigel Boyce, time
3: to face reality. Michaela Curtis, laying
5: down and dying.
4: Chris Coles, no fight, no clue.
5: Will Spielsbury Championship, here we come. Oh, you did that wrong, mate. Will Spielsbury <laughs> Championship, here we come.
2: Listen, it's, <laughs> it's not called bad Will Spielsbury Championship. Well, it is the format, I'll give you that. Darren
3: Bennett, I ate an omelette. Matt Mitchell, help. Don't look
5: down.
4: Lee Antonides, still keeping the faith.
5: Feel done. We're all getting done at this, right? Heartbroken once again. Carl oh, Ewing, worked hard, but lost. Paul
3: Foster, got to drop Hennessy.
4: Dan Simmons, Nick Timpop, I mean Pot for manager.
5: Nathan Giles, and coming in the road, Look decent. Dale Martin, where's the
3: desire? Back to Watson, great surname. Another day, another disaster.
4: Paul Hunt, drop Ward and Daniel
5: Daniel Oppaku. Do we have time?
0: Let's talk about the next generation of fantasy football at FanDuel. You select a team of Premier League players for a single day's fixtures. That means you're not locked in for the whole season. You can play, watch and win in one day. When your players nail it on the pitch, you rack up points and jump up the real money leaderboard. FanDuel's scoring system uses opta stats to reflect every player's true on-field contribution. So, outscore your opponents and win cash for your football expertise. Every Premier League Match Day with FanDuel and just for Homestale Radio listeners we've got an extra special offer right now. When you sign up, use the promo code Palace. That means if you don't make money in your first contest, FanDuel will refund your entry fee up to £10. So go to fanjuel.co.uk and use the promo code Palace to grab the offer now. What are you waiting for? Terms apply. Over 18s only. Please play responsibly.
1: This is to House
2: i believe that was uh that was your son there albert
5: yeah not live far too late
2: yeah exactly he's well in bed now i was expecting something else in terms of the clips but i must have
5: i must have uh misunderstood
2: earlier so let's just get back into the analysis if you don't want to get in touch with us today by phone you can do so uh Excuse me, let's give you the number now. It is 0208 123 66 99. That is 0208 123 66 99. We won't answer any withheld numbers. Calls charged at local rate will come out of your minutes bundle. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry. I've just, again, I've got about five different messages from the producer in one go there relating to the thing that I thought we were going to do, but we haven't done. Ah, <laughs> oh dear, never mind, eh? Live radio. So let's get back into the discussion. Uh, so in terms of match analysis we started talking about it really but it's a really simple question i want to ask all of you bearing in mind the reaction we got bearing in mind this kind of hysteria and the recriminations afterwards and all that kind of stuff i'll start with you lucy because we talked about this earlier were we actually that bad against sunderland Uh, against sunderland yes we were yeah (laughs) (laughs) next question (laughs) (laughs) were we that bad against
4: stoke um i don't think we were you know, I'm, I'm fully expecting people to have a pop, but I don't actually think we were that bad. Um, I watched most of the stream, legal stream, I don't tell anyone, um, yesterday. I was at a first birthday party, so it was kind of difficult because there were screaming kids everywhere. Um, but overall, I, I, I don't think we were that bad. There was, you know, that goal. But other than that, we looked slightly better. Well, definitely better than the first half of the Sundan game that I saw.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, you, you you think that a couple of occasions we might have done a bit better and it was particularly when I think Puncher took a shot and it ended up very momentarily at the feet of Ben And You think that nil nil, if he tucks that away, we're seeing a sort of a very Bournemouth like performance where you know, we didn't have a huge amount of the ball, but we, we looked solid. They didn't look like breaking us down at any point, really, uh, other than getting a bit of joy down Ward's side of the pitch. Um, so, uh, yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree that Velodice's comments after the game, that for the majority of the match, you know, the game plan was there. But there are huge question marks that, that kind of go on from that in the position that we're in. So, uh, Jack, I'll give you the opportunity to talk about how you view the performance as a whole.
3: I, yeah, look at look at it on its own. I I don't think it was was that bad. You know, game plan was there to keep it keep it compact and then see see what we could do on the break. And that you know, like you say, that could have worked with you know punching and Ben Take combining. Wilf wasn't getting much joy down the wings, but on another day, um, you know, he might have done. But yeah, if you look at that game in in isolation, it's not a bad, not a bad, not a bad performance, not a bad defeat going away to Stoke. Um, some teams find it tricky there, but I think what is you know, causing the hysteria that we've been talking about is, you know, we're still waiting for Allardyce and Palace to kick on now. You know, it was, what's it, one one league win for Allardyce? Yeah. You know, I think, I just think that's, I just think, that, I think with every growing game, that's not another win. It's, it's just going to get worse. I think looking at the, Sunday didn't get the, right, the Stoke game wasn't that bad of a performance. You know, we've been used to that kind of plan for a while. It's yeah. just the fact it's still still only one win, and as a manager who's been in place for, you know, a decent amount of time to establish his establish his plans on the team, I just don't think that's good enough at the moment.
2: And and taking on from that, uh, Albert, if we can, because we've got we've got a manager who says in the press before pretty much every game, we just need to get a result here. If it's a draw, then I'm happy. It's a draw, um, and he would have been happy with a draw yesterday. And I guess with hindsight, we'd probably all be happy with a draw than a defeat, but. Does that mindset worry you? Is is that when you when you look at the performance we had yesterday, where yeah we could argue we, we were very unlucky not to get a point out of the game because of how we set up it was it was a, it was an individual well a series of individual errors that cost us the goal blah 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 blah. Is our lack of ambition in the game actually what really did cost us? And can we afford to have that lack of ambition?
5: Uh. Well there's a lot there um i think the- i think the problem you know whilst we weren't that bad yesterday, you know stoke weren't great either um you know it's not like they they battered us but managed to only nick it one nil you know they they weren't any great shakes yesterday, and like i say, when we go one nil down there's still half there's still half an hour left i you know i fully understand you know get to half time at nil nil and you know we did that that's great that's that's fair enough, but you, you then need to do something to take the initiative and either change something or step up a little bit, go for them a bit, because, you know, they're, they're at home. You know, the, the impetus is on them to, you know, to force to force something to happen. And if if you don't change your mindset at half-time at nil nil in a game that really, like I say, I'd have taken a draw yesterday. I said it before kickoff. Um, if you don't impose yourself a bit more, then you're just inviting them on. And that's what we did. And like I say, it only makes the the substitutions or timing of the substitutions even more bizarre. And you look at the games that uh, have, have slipped us by, you know, whether they're home or away for me, you know, it's irrelevant, but Stokes, Sunderland, all right, Bournemouth, we won Everton, West Ham, Swansea, you know, going all the way back to Watford. You know, they're, they're, these are the, these are the, the games that we really need to get more out of because I don't know if Sam Allardyce has seen the fixture list, but <laughs> it doesn't get prettier. And no. it, and it, it. We, we, we we're at the bottom of a very a very steep curve, and I really don't think we've got enough time or enough games to start climbing that. Where you might go to Chelsea, for example, and get a point, you might get a, you know we might get a point against Arsenal at home. I just got it's just, it's just baffling. I think we're just we're just sort of burning burning our opportunities really. Yeah,
2: I'll come back to that in a section. I will quickly say that. Uh, Due to a Skype update, um, we were testing uh, before the show to make sure we could get callers. And we were have actually been using a, an older version to make sure we could get callers in the last few shows. But unfortunately, the update has broken Skype again. And we're unable to, if we were to put someone on air, it would just be them on air and not us. So do it. That might be alright actually, So he might prefer that but um, it's unlikely it's going to be able to We have to fix it during the show because it will involve downgrading Skype again so apologies for those of you trying to call in. Um, for the 50 people that were waiting, yeah. come on it was, sorry it guys. There was at least more than none trying to call in. I do apologise. I, do I was trying to ring in <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get that sorted for next week, I hope. Apologies. Uh, going, going back to that, though, it is, it is my source of frustration. you pinpointed the exact moment that I think something needed doing as well, which was at at half-time. The, like you say, you hand the, the, you know what's going to happen at half-time going in at, when, you know, at 0-0. They are going to have to come out and show something. Mark Hughes is going to say, look, you've had the lion's share of possession. You've got to make it count. Go out there, push. So we've got to be set up to do something about it. We don't. What you don't do is just send them out and go. Do the same thing again, and they won't get any, They won't get a goal because it's asking for trouble. And we have completely negated. We, again, we negated our best player this season in Wolf Zaha. In my view, we, it, it just we just didn't get him any kind of quality possession. Uh, Stoke did a proper number on him. Two people on him all the time, and every challenge was a slid in challenge from behind. No protection from the ref. Got very frustrated early on, got himself a yellow card. You know, they they did they did the proper job that you have to do on Wolf Zaha to, to negate him and we helped them by but not giving them the right possess amount of possession. It's so frustrating, so frustrating to see you know, the things we were doing right under Parju we're now doing wrong and we 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 still haven't fixed ourselves at the back. You know, that's
3: that's a real worry. And that's I think where Sorry, I think Roger. if if we played that game today under Parge, I don't think we'd have lost. I think since Allardyce has come in, we've just lost all kind of attacking impetus. Like if you look yesterday, the creativity was, well, it just, it just wasn't there. But at least with at least with Parge we were scoring. The defense, the defense was a shambles, but at least we were scoring goals. And you know, we were we were in games for, for large for large uh, for large sort of portions of it. But you know, we go one one nil down now you just don't see us coming back into the game we were always able to score goals and now that that's gone I do really think that could be you know Palace's downfall come the end of the season
2: Agreed how would you get out of it if you can't go and win, you know, can't score goals can't put the opposition under pressure it's it's you know we when we go uh, you know Terence obviously do a preview in about 10 days time of this but Middlesbrough are, uh, I think the lowest scorers in the division or at least one of the lowest scorers in the division uh, we beat them at their place earlier on in the in this season We've got that, you know, we have to win. That's not a, well, let's make sure we get a result game. And if Allardyce says that in the press conference, I'm going to lose my mind because we have to win. <laughs> Mikey's put Bamford hat-trick in the, you uh, <laughs> in our uh, our chat. knows going there. to happen. <laughs> but just, you know I mean? it's not enough. You've got to go out, get on the front foot. That's how you build a bit of confidence as well. Just get on the front foot from the off. Get yourself ahead. You know, that helped us so much against Bournemouth, is getting ourselves ahead in that match took a lot of pressure off we were able to defend a lead you know i have just no confidence in us getting back into games under under sam allardyce and that's not me digging out the manager it's just that's his his way of organizing his way of getting us out of the situation we're in i just think hasn't played it played him well to the to the mess that was left behind and again i'm not defending Parju for leaving us in the mess that we were in uh, i do i do kind of agree with you jack in the sense i think we would have Probably had more points on the board had we kept Alan Pardew. But I think in terms of our defensive play, we'd be further and further away from acceptability. Luce, chat room.
4: Yes, it's very busy in there uh, at the minute. There's so much going on, I'm trying to catch up. Um, So, talking about the manager, um, you've got TGHCFFC said, I'm just looking at the difference between BFS and AP. We're we're losing, but scoring with AP with BFS. We're not even scoring much. Oh, much is scoring for Reddin. Oh, they bring that up. <laughs> oh, not <John>, much. <laughs> um, and he also says uh, so between the two, AP was better in my opinion. Um, pretty much everyone is split saying that you know they should have we should have shouldn't have got rid of Alan Pardew when we did um Dweeb saying I don't really like Fat Controller but who he is who is in charge he is who is in charge
5: and he He runs a bloody good train line
4: um (laughs) AP couldn't change us in 18 months how does anyone expect Sam to do it faster yes Dweeb that is exactly what I, I agree with that
2: Mm. Uh Jack, you wanna talk goalkeepers? Well before you do, I'm gonna steal uh Albert's thunder and I'm gonna do some Facebook comments.
5: Yeah, yeah, let me just click on the right window. All right, Everything. you're gonna do that. I was gonna do something myself. Oh, you're gonna do it. Yeah,
1: but you're oh, sorry.
5: Do it. I don't yeah, mind. Sorry. yeah, that's no, fine. You sure? Yeah.
2: So, uh, Simon Pizzi's been in touch and can't believe Townsend to received him out of the match votes from our poll. He was awful. That's an interesting one. Let's discuss that because I've already argued with Mikey for most but of that. But that doesn't mean it. he
5: wasn't the best player in our team. Yeah,
2: <laughs> very true, yeah. Uh, I think the, the consensus from everyone who was arguing against me, who's, who's been very frustrated with Townsend, is that, that uh, Townsend came across as somebody who actually did put in a shift and did try. Lucy, you were one of those people saying that?
4: Yeah, I, he actually did try for once. <laughs> um, you know, again, like with Damo, you've got to just look at one game and yes, in previous games, Andros hasn't really been the player that we'd hoped he'd be. He's, you know he's well, been awful basically. Um but looking back over the highlights today and watching it yesterday, he actually didn't do a bad job. And I thought I know, and me and Mikey will probably get lynched for this, but I actually thought he did a better job than Wilf yesterday.
2: Yeah, Mikey said that as well. And again, I, I've talked about why I think Wilf Wilf struggled, but I would agree certainly that Townsend was more effective of the two. Albert, hello. Uh, on your window for the for the Facebook comments, I mean, this yeah. is probably not the time to do this, but on that, I can only see about like six comments, but I know there's over like sixty comments.
5: Oh man, I'm, there's, there's comments coming up my ears.
2: Yeah, so I yeah. mean, if if you're you able still to... Want to, Do it? yeah, if no, no, I don't know. <laughs> <All right. All laughs> no, if you're able to access those, we'll come back to that. And I'm going to give Jack a quick chance to uh, to talk goalkeepers uh, because it leads. Well, I want to talk about the goal we conceded. Let's talk about Wayne Hennessy's role in that, then,
3: Jack. <laughs> I think. Well, again, I think if that's an isolated incident, we don't look at it too much. But I, I've said it before, and I do I do feel for Hennessy with Sporoli waiting in the wings. But it was interesting. Um, there was a poll on the Croydon Advertiser which was put to which the results of which were put to Sam Allardyce on Friday all right. and you know all the I think um, about 40 out of 650 fans wanted Hennessy and goal with about 61% I think it was wanting Spironi I believe yeah Spironi wanted 61% of those people um, and sort of Sam sort of dismissed Spironi it saying,
5: wanted 61% of those people no
3: <laughs> animal <laughs> Sixty-one of those people. Sixty-one percent of those people wanted spray There you go. Um, yeah, you say, I, I
2: think... you say dismissed it? Was it just sort of a? I don't know. I'm Like, as in, wasn't even enter, entering into his mind because it should be an enter, entering into his mind that he's the keeper he's got at the moment. He's hopeless.
3: Well, he said. Well, he well he said about the poll. He said it's not relevant to me in any shape or form what the fans think um, because if you ask ten different fans, they'll pick sort of ten different teams that kind of thing. But I. I just, I just, you know, it might might be useful for Hennessy just to come out of the spotlight just a little. But even, you know, Spurrier goes in for a couple of games, then Steve comes back, or then Hennessy comes back. But you know, just just give him a little bit of a break because his confidence must be absolutely shattered at the moment. And I saw lots of people sort of having having a go and having a dig at him for the goal. I mean, it wasn't the best display of goalkeeping but it's certainly not his worst either No look there's a, well,
2: there's a lot of things to say in there I mean the, fir- the first thing is Sam Allardyce is right you would get 10 different teams none of them would add Hennessy in um, the, the second the second thing I kind of want to point out is that I mean you can you can you listen to the uh, the interview that Terence did with John Burridge for a you know a genuine professional goalkeeper's view of Wayne Hennessy um, and the key thing I pick out I mean, there's a lot in there and he does he does hammer him a lot but he talks about, you know, dominating the, the area, being, being a presence. Wayne right? Hennessey does not have a presence in, in goal. He, he just doesn't. And you can see the uncertainty. And again, you're right, you can't blame him for the goal because there's a lot wrong with how he defended that goal. But if you look at him, he's, he's, you can almost play the Benny Hill theme music over his positioning, where he's sort of running around in circles and he doesn't, he's just too anxious. The guy's way too anxious. You know, if he, if he just plants himself, and waits for the shot, because that's what's, that's what's got him anxious. He's thinking this guy might be out of turn here, but he's just he's just got to plant himself in the right place, wait wait for the shot. You know, I'm not okay, I'm not a professional goalkeeper, not a goalkeeper coach, but for me that sounds like the right thing to do. Instead of this weird sort of coming half out your area, then running backwards, and he ended up behind the goal line diving across.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: You know, that's
2: what's that about?
5: Uh, you know, the guy just—that's because where he's used to actually making contact with the ball. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know, I do feel for him. Like he's obviously—he's obviously not, uh, you know, not the worst goalkeeper in the world. You know, the, he's got a lot of caps for Wales, he's performed admirably, admirably in a lot of games. He's—he's no—he's no—he's a decent enough keeper, but for us, he's—he's he's not. He's not good enough. He's not good enough. He's not Premier League quality. He's not. He doesn't inspire any confidence in the people around him. We say it every single week, but every single week he's the man in, you know, he's the man in between the sticks. And until Mondanza's fit, even if Mondanza gets fit, I'm concerned that that might stay the same for the rest of the season. And I and I hold him, you know, we talk about not having to go at individuals, but I do hold him quite significantly <laughs> responsible for uh, for losing us points in games, which we desperately need. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah.
5: Uh how are you doing with those comments now, Albert? You ready? Too many. Uh, I can't just just before we go to the comments, uh, you know it's not often we get to do this, credit where credit's due. Hennessy did make a good save from Arnautovic. Absolutely. In the first yeah. Uh but then he was just shit. Um Facebook comments. Uh there's one here on Hennessy. Colin Groombridge says Hennessy has got to be dropped. He does enough dropping himself. Very good. Uh, Simon Pizzi Hennessy scrambled a ball in the first half. I was just relieved in the second half that he was down the other end, so I couldn't see him. Um, uh, where out a bit? Uh, Daniel Reese Kensit has come in saying you say that you love me. And uh, Colin Groombridge has come in with all of the time. And Daniel Reese Kensit again saying you say that you need me. And Colin Groombridge with you'll always be mine. <laughs> uh, and so where on
2: that's, I where that's going to go it's, a, it's an interesting conversation
5: yeah and then Tom Caswell comes in um, I can see why he stays on his line now he came out to punch a ball in the second half and it was the most pathetic punch I've seen uh, and then Mark Callahan finally with Hennessy's lack of confidence or dominance causes the two centre-backs to drop back further to protect him which seems to leave too much space for the opposition, I think that's quite a good point yeah um, it, it is and on that we talked about it last season okay we saw it last
2: season we were all saying why the hell are dan and delaney under the ball all the time or trying to head the same ball and we all saw it it was the lack of confidence in the keeper behind them it was identified in the summer quite clearly because we went out and got steve mondanda so it's unsurprising that the same old problems are rearing their head now hennessy's back in goal. go on carry on albert i apologize uh, that was it so right. good then lucy can speak all right you're going to say more than that? Oh, sorry. You, you did say in the chat, me that you wanted
4: yes. to talk.
5: And have you changed your mind? Yes, yeah, you no, just no, wanted no. to say, "Hooray!" Oh, sorry. So, All right. Okay. Sorry. let move on. i have been a good, reading good the
4: comment. Sorry. Um, no, ju- I just wanted to pick up on Hennessy that yeah, he's uh, he's not great, and you can visibly see that he has no confidence, um, and I tweeted in the week that, you know, I was I was disgusted at some of the stuff that people were actually tweeting him. I mean, you know, wishing illnesses on him and things like that. It's just it's not on. It's like, you know, he is one of our players and it goes back to like setting like the abuse to damon and all that. The he is still one of us and we need to give him support. Yeah, okay, so he needs to be dropped. But Speroni as much as I love him yes he's a legend and everything but he's not had Premier League matches in you know recently And Mondon does not fit so it's really he is our only option at the moment um and I just think that as tough as it is that's why he keeps getting selected
2: oh yeah you're absolutely right to say that yeah okay we, we haven't had many options but at the same time, there has to be a point where you say, at least we've got to throw Jules in. You know, I know he's not the answer long term. I know you could argue all day that Hennessy's probably a better keeper now. I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I haven't seen Jules play for any length of time in so long. I don't know whether I could make that statement anymore. But mm. but I just, I just feel it has to change. It really I, does.
4: I just worry that, say Jules does come in... I know, you know. Say he comes in against Borough, just an example, and we lose I don't know, four-one again. You know, where does the blame? Where does the blame lie?
5: Where does the blame lie? Exactly. <laughs> and where does the blame lie, Albert? You wanted to say something as well. Yeah. Listen, I'm not, you know, not necessarily a bad one, but if Hennessy did come down with, say, a cold or <laughs> a mild case of gout. Right. And that let Jules in for a bit. Is that right. the worst thing in the world?
4: I see what you're saying, Albert. But the things that people were saying to him were quite more severe than um, yeah. a cold, and it was not nice to see. Like it was really vicious, and it was it was so unnecessary. Like, don't get me wrong. You know, I've you know I've I told him to f off at the weekend, um, but I would never wish anything like some of the stuff people have been but, saying to him and it's no that's just,
5: fair enough and i've had gout and i i have you know i have said i wouldn't it's wish completely on anyone, so I would be a it's completely unacceptable
4: it's completely unacceptable No, us. no it, yeah
5: it, it is that
2: you, you can't look you can't you could can be as frustrated as you like about it not want someone to play in your football team but yeah you shouldn't wish harm on them that's that goes without saying. Any decent human being would, uh, would agree with that. But and
4: CPFC Any
2: decent goalkeeper would agree with that as
4: well. Lee <laughs> CPFC has just said Hennessy wouldn't come down with the cold. He couldn't catch one. Whee! Whee!
2: That, that is the Nick Gillard joke of the week.
4: Wow.
5: Sponsored by Nick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> happy
4: birthday, Nick. <laughs> yeah, happy
2: birthday, Nick.
5: Yeah. Um, who's, who's sitting in our... Um, our presenters chat anyway even though he's not on the show so he's always having a cracking birthday
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh, um, oh dear you've
2: you've derailed me i was also in, you when you were saying that stuff there Albert. you sort of insinuated we should somehow i was sort of, i i read it as you insinuating we should try and give wayne Hennessy a cold or gout and then i thought how many really give someone gout can you well, you, you can, can. you yeah. can make them eat lots of sort of dairy produce and Red meat and stuff. And, and I pezzy. hope it develops.
5: Uh, yeah, and a couple of bottles of port. Port, yeah. yeah. Cider, my dad. Just one can of cider and oh, his knee caught. Next day, he's no good. So um, There you go. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> you
3: just watch out for the hold for the Homesdale coughing on him in borough game next.
4: <laughs> and that was the health section of Whole Radio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
3: I never thought we'd be talking about the out today. But
2: uh, it's important to talk about you know, these things, gout awareness this week. No, I'll stop now. Let's stop that. Right. (laughs) A couple of things to uh, talk about before we end this show. Uh, One is a lot of people actually saying, well, there was a uh, Twitter rumor, which I sort of laugh as I say it because, but then sometimes these things do end up being true, but but, that Allardyce was going to walk and all (laughs) this kind of stuff already. And a lot of people saying, I'll just get rid now and all that kind of stuff. You know, obviously it's not going to, well, You don't get rid of a manager who's trying to undo the damage that's already been done, that sort of thing. But, you know, I've said before, I don't think he's the right person. But can you, could you, Jack, could you foresee a situation where where Allardyce leaves before the end of the season?
3: I would be very surprised. I think, I think it took him a while when he was at Sunderland to get them, get things going there. And obviously he kept them up. I think it'd be sensible for the club to keep them if we did go down because he brought West Ham straight back up again. So, you know, I, I can't see the club sacking him. I'll be very surprised if he does walk because his reputation in football we all know isn't the greatest at the moment. I think he'll be looking to sort of have a job for the next couple of years and sort of just calm things down a little bit. No, I, I I don't think we should sack him. don't think he'll walk. And if we do get relegated with him, I think we should keep him.
2: Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> not saying say I necessarily agree with that. Mikey's just put up the stat eight losses in 11. How are you feeling about the manager, Lucy?
4: Well, he wasn't who I wanted, um, but we've got him now. I don't think he's going to go, and I think all this talk of people saying, oh, get rid of him, it's, it's just not going to happen. Get over it. Right? Why would he leave at this point in the season, and why would we get rid of him at this point in the season? We are up shit creek. We need to pull our socks up, and who would we get in?
2: Right, exactly. But on the flip side, uh, Albert, Swansea brought in Paul Clement, who had been sacked by Derby. Uh, Good reputation in the game, but no real managerial record of any kind. And he has now basically saved them already. Uh, Does that show perhaps a bit more of a a braver choice rather than the
5: the so-called obvious choice? Might have got us a better result? Um, Certainly might have done. I mean, I don't know. Uh, the rumour is that Paul Clement, the real, real reason Paul Clement left Derby, you know, they were, they hadn't won in about six games, but well, they were still well within the playoffs. Let's yeah. just say it was for um, extracurricular activities that Alan Pardew might Right, appreciate. But was it now put on Twitter today that, you know, would any of you Nostradamuses have taken Paul Clement over Allardyce, given the choice? And I think I would have. And, Again, like yourself, Chris, football reasons don't even come into it. I don't like Sam Allardyce. I don't like the baggage that he brings. Um, I think it's sort of slightly besmirched our oh, good name. Um, I probably would have taken Paul Clevin over Sam Allardyce. I would have taken quite a few people over Sam Allardyce, actually. Uh, and, you know, we won't sack him uh, purely because it would be too expensive. You know, again, for any footballing logic goes out the window, it would just be too expensive. Would he walk away? Yeah, he might do. Depends if he's being offered any um, other jobs that involve just talking or anything. Uh, <laughs> if he walked away, would I be upset about it? No, I wouldn't, actually. I re- I, it, re- it really wouldn't bother me. You've got to catch some of that in the edit, Mikey, I think. <laughs> in all You know, the it, 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 it was bad before. It's no better now. So if he walks away and it doesn't get any better, it's actually no worse, is it? So
2: Yeah, I get you, mate. But... Uh, so let's, let's talk of whether we remain our manager. Again, I think it's just you know, a, a sort of mixture of people taking the piss and, uh, and you know, people panicking, really. I don't think that, that the manager's going to change again before the end of the season. Uh, but the final question, really, the final area of debate, we've had a poll on this throughout the course of the day, which I'm assuming at some point I'm going to find where the actual results of that are. Uh, Mike you will have to send me a link or something in, the, in our chat, but um, I'm going to ask you lot first. Looking at things now, looking at our fixture list, can we survive, Jack?
3: Would you want one-word answer? <laughs> yeah, why not? It's up to you. That's yeah, how you, you want mate. Um, I'm going to say no. No, I, I don't, the, the games we should be winning, we're not winning. You know, we, you look at the what the games against Watford, Sunderland, Stoke. Looking at our fixture list, those are the ones that we should be picking up three points. Because remember, we've only got nineteen points. We're well, you know, we're well into the season, and I, I can't see things improving unless Luca turns out to be, you know, a, a god, and Steve comes back. Um, I, I can't see it coming back together by the end of the season. There we go, Lou. How about yourself? Any hope left, or you think we're done?
4: No, I still have hope. Right, I sent a tweet out after the game yesterday. Right, we're two wins from safety, okay? And by safety, I mean out of the bottom three. <laughs> um, we have five winnable games still to play. And we are due drew, drew a big club win, right? The bottom three, the goal difference between those around us, we still have a better goal difference. And I think the the least is three, maybe, and then the most was Eight, I think that's slightly more now. Swansea won today. Um, I know it's so easy to say, but you have to believe. If you don't believe, then the players aren't going to believe, and they they certainly aren't believing at the moment. So we've just got you know, if we go down, we go down, and we will all support Palace no matter what. Players will go, new players will come in, probably get a new manager. We might even see a change at the top, but you know, whatever happens. We're all still Crystal Palace. Whether we're in Premier League, Championship, Vanorama, whatever. I think we can do it. We've just got to believe that we can do it. If we don't, we don't. But I'm still pretty confident that there are three worst teams around us. And you know.
2: Well, that's the question, isn't it? So, I mean, you, a couple of things you picked out there in terms of a big club win. I know we are due one. I don't personally really have much confidence that we're going to get one. Um, but, Interesting. You also pick out the goal difference if we do survive, and goal difference plays a part in that. Alan Pardew, you could probably take a fair amount of credit for that as well uh, for making us, you know, you know, such a good attacking force earlier on in the season. Alberts, your views, please. You you, uh, you writing off the season? And, you know,
5: swapping uh, places we, with Brighton. Uh, can we do it? Yes. Will we do it? I'm not too confident. Just look at. Look at the bottom three, you know, and this is something my father-in-law very, very kindly pointed out today. You know, Sunderland, and you can say it was all it was six minutes of madness and whatever, but cold, cold hard facts: Sunderland smashed us four 0 in forty-five minutes, forget ninety minutes. A poor, a poor Southampton team by their standards went to Sunderland this weekend and smashed them four 0 You know. That that really that really puts that loss in context. Yeah. Hull, I think Hull, are, Hull look like they're picking up. You know, they're they're getting results. They're they're holding big big teams in, in away games and seem to be progressing a little bit more. Swansea, as we've already said, they look like they're probably going to be safe. Um, just just the look at the ratio of, of Premier League games that we've won. The, you know, this season alone, you know. Chucking last season as well, or the last half of last season, and it you know it looks really bleak, and yeah, it's you know it's all it's all good saying when we go down it'll all be fine and we'll all still be there blah blah. blah. And but the Premier League isn't the be all and end all, but you know we have spent a hell of a lot of money to be sitting what is essentially joint bottom on nineteen points in our fourth our fourth term in this league, and seeing teams like you know Borough and. And teams that have come up after us, you know, d- d- doing way better. And it, you know, if we go down, yeah, it's all good, and yeah, we'll go to the, we'll go to the games next season. It'll all be fine, and we might come back up. But you have to look at, you know, something that's seriously gone wrong. If we go down, seriously gone wrong, and it's it's bigger than that, Sam Allardyce. It's bigger than Alan Pardew. You know, it's the board. It's the entire ownership. It's the structure of the club. Um, and I, yeah you know if I had to if I had to whack a tenner on a, a bookies I would be putting on us to go down purely just because I can't see us going on a on a steep trajectory of improvement and nicking unlikely draws and wins against what can only be described as far superior opposition
2: yeah No oh, look this, the signs aren't there I will admit you know I'll, I'll say that for certain you know again, in the question of can we survive yeah we can um but will we survive is a different question, and, and most people will feel very negative about that. Um, people do understand. Obviously, we are asking the, the second question: Will we survive? Do you, do you think we will survive? And in response to that poll, the final results are sixty-two percent people said no. Obviously, thirty-eight saying yes. There was no third option. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, it's for, for me. It's I get what you're saying, Albert. You know, something's got seriously have gone wrong. But I always fall back on a well, again, you, you could say the same about Newcastle last year. You know, they had a you know, a very good manager. They had a very good squad, should never have gone down, all that sort of stuff, but they did. And I always fall back on this. Every year, every single year, three teams have to go down. There's no, you know, that's, just, again, I know I'm just talking in basic facts, but that's just, that's how it is. And it isn't always the three, well, it isn't hardly ever the three teams that come up. I don't know if it ever has been. So at some point, every single club will tend, you know, beyond beyond the sort of top four, if you like, or top six, maybe, is going to have that season where it just goes wrong for them. Now we talked about this over a number of weeks. This this, this whole idea of transition—it's not unique to us. Again, I talked about it before. Other clubs will have to go through this in a couple of years' time. Those that got promoted, the, the squad that got them up, at some point will break up, and how they deal with that is is the is the case. The key, uh, well it's the defining moment in whether they stay in the Premier League or not and I think basically we've got to say we haven't dealt with it as well as we thought we we had and even going into the the end of the January window, you know, we're talking a couple of weeks ago, we were positive we thought we've done this the right way, we've dealt with it the right way, we've ended up with a great squad at the moment the evidence isn't there in the results, so just to finish off, a bit of the chat room loose we'll do some Facebook comments or round up on Twitter and then we'll let you go
4: so, Lee CPFC says uh, we cannot go down and be replaced by Brighton. Um, yeah, I forgot that. Well, I still don't think they'll come up either. Um, <laughs> but I'm just feeling very positive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, it's just refreshed. It refreshed oh, quickly.
2: I'm lucky.
4: Uh, oh, God. Right. Yeah, so here we go. Uh, TGH CPFC says, I want to agree with Lucy. But oh, keeps refreshing. Mikey, make it stop.
5: But she's wrong. Yeah, yeah
4: but she's wrong. Well, well you. It's uh... easy, but it's hard to believe in a team that doesn't have the heart in, in it, including not including a few. Andy A says, wow, we have some negative people on the show tonight. We're just depressed, mean... mate. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. <laughs> um, Eagles in Flight says, Palace never surrender. Um, Russ62A says, Palace 15th. Um, and uh, That's it
2: Alright we'll do that uh, Albert
5: you're, you've got some uh, Yeah some Facebook uh, Facebook comments uh, Michaela Curtis uh, I just don't think we will uh, It's too little too late If we don't win these easier fixtures Which we haven't been We simply won't stay up uh, Where are we Neil Allen Sunderland Palace Leicester to go But like Lucy said Palace for life Mark Vincent has simply said the curse of the US deal. Uh, Neil Kosker sitting on the fence. Maybe. This is Palace. Simple doesn't apply. True. Uh, true. Marcus Summerhays, the teams we have yet to play six of the top ten. I can't work that out. Can't see us staying up as much as I hate to say it. John Knox, everyone's talking about Brighton. Could you face it if we go down and the Brighton come up? Um, Mark Callaghan, who I have to say is on fire tonight. Palace fans are realistic. After seeing the performances getting worse and worse, do we really believe we can beat Borough? I hope so, mainly because I don't want to see the poisonous atmosphere of Swansea and Sunderland games. I think we have blown it this season. And Daniel Reese Kensit in big f off capital letters, Palace will stay up. So you, I,
2: you know, what I mean, I, I like that. That's that's what we should be saying. You know, all of us on here have all been very negative, but we really, you know, well, but we'll we'll all do, we'll all be at the games, so believe in won't we that's the thing you know we're all you know as soon as we when we, in our next game against Middlesbrough I'll be at seller's Park believing that we're going to win until half time, Mikey said very good Mikey <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean we the, the belief won't waver that it's, the, the turnaround is just around the corner really I, I genuinely still have that hope in my in, in my heart that we're going to turn this thing around it's, the evidence isn't there statistically. If you look how poor we've been over and the period of time it's been, there's absolutely no reason to believe we'll get out of it. But then it would be a very palace thing to do to turn it around. Now it really would. And let's hope we do.
4: Sorry, um, but aren't we on the same points that Sunderland were in when Sam took over? Was it last season?
2: I I, I don't know. <laughs> I can't on answer
4: question. I, I think we're a few more games into the season, but I think we're yeah, significantly
2: more. I would have thought. I thought they took over at Christmas, didn't they? But uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. All I can say is the next, the ne- you know, the next game is a must-win. But pretty much, you could say that about every game. Uh, certainly, to a very difficult running We've got to beat a big team, uh, but we've certainly got to put away the other teams between now and then. So, fingers crossed thank you for joining us thank you for all your contact there's been loads of it today we didn't get to it all and we had a bit of a problem with the phone lines and my brain doesn't really work today and all that kind of stuff but really appreciate you you're you tuning in uh, do join terrence in about 10 days time for the preview podcast if you haven't listened to that before make sure you do download the one from before stoke ignore the fact that there's all posit- positivity about which we're gonna go and beat stoke or sort of uh but listen to the john burridge interview for a start which is uh which Is a cracking listen to as well, uh, and then catch up with it when it's back. Uh, yeah, 10 days' time, and we'll be back in a couple. Well, Albert, you want to speak before I
5: go? Just you, go. you know, you're not like in EastEnders, if there's a bit of a troubling issue, they always say, If you've been affected by this issue, called if anybody has suffering with gout, cherry, tab- <laughs> cherry tablets. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's it, I <laughs> mean, that's it, that's the end of the show. There, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. All the best, cheers, bye.
0: Radio. Sponsored
4: by the next generation of fantasy football. I'm
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans; we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the
2: 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go.